This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. You are listening to the Sugarloafing Artscast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. Ko Mikaela Naiman toko ingoa. My name is Mikaela Naiman and I'm your host. Welcome. This show focuses on the arts and creativity in Taranaki and beyond. We aim to cover the diversity of arts from painting, literature, songwriting, theatre, pottery, poetry, sculpture and how the creative arts contribute to our community as well as our own sense of purpose and well-being. The Sugarloafing Artscast is generously supported by the Govet Brewster Art Gallery and Len Lai Centre. Stay tuned to find out more. Welcome to Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. You're listening to the Sugarloafing Artscast and I'm your host, Michaela Nyman. And I'm so glad today to have in my studio three quilters who have all worked on the community quilt Taranaki Together Apart, which we are featuring in our art space throughout January, together with ten self-portraits by young graphic uh, design students who we'll hear more from next week. But right now, I just want to welcome Leslie Ault, Ruth uh, Ruth Fister and Claire Patton. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Hello. Thanks for inviting us. And uh, we are going to start by listening to a small snippet from an interview uh, that uh, aired on Frankly Friday in September on how this quilt project came about. So let's hear about the background. Um, I would like to welcome, I have three fantastic guests, our MP Glenn Bennett, uh, Councillor Amanda Oh, Clinton Godus, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> and one of our broadcaster's wives, Leslie Alt, and you'll hear from her husband at 11, 12 o'clock now, isn't he, um, today, um, but she's here in quite a different um, um, capacity. Who'd like to tell us what it's all about? I'll start, get my talking out of the way, then I'll stop, as the because <laughs> I'm the, pol- the most political, <laughs> whatever I am. Um, you yeah, know, it's, it's just lovely. Um, so this is going a long way back. So back in 2020, when we went into our first lockdown, which is a distant two and a half year memory ago, uh, Amanda and I were chatting just before it happened, and the concern was around the separation as, as we everyone locked down and went into their homes and their bubbles, which it was back then. You know, how do we as a community stay connected? And, and there were some beautiful things that happened during that lockdown. Um, I saw lots more families uh, out and about together and doing work from home, which was, you know, at that stage it was quite uncommon in many ways. Secondly, we had the, um, the teddy bears in the windows, remember that? That's right, And, and yeah. just seeing around all that, which again, it brought communities together. And thirdly was the Anzac Day, like no other, mm-hmm. where people stood at, stood at their gates at dawn, which I actually cried at. We were next to a, we lived next to a, to a rest home at that time, and they, so a lot of the elderly came out and played the national anthem. So we were trying to figure out how do we actually connect our community as a region, and, and so we came up with this idea of what about a community quilt, um, Taranaki apart together. So even though we're apart, we're still together. And so that today, two and a half years later, we finally finished putting it together, and it's on display here at Access Radio. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And we uh, actually played a part in getting that together. We had a box where people could come along and put their quilts in, 
put their little um, contributions to the quilt. And we had some lovely stories that came with them. Um, I remember one story from a lady in Waikara who um, took, took the teddies in the window one step further and actually replayed over the course of a month, I think, the whole story of Goldilocks and the Three Bears in her mm. garden or in her window. And she sort of had, yeah, the, the whole story reenacted at um with teddy bears. That was and, great. And, and the thing, it was about yeah. connecting people. And so yeah. we'll go into more stories and I'll stop talking. But it's cool to hear today that, that through that, even though we're apart, we were together, that communities have been connected because of this small wee project. That's right. Yeah. And there were some really beautiful stories of people saying, I haven't crafted in years and years and years. And this has given me um, the kind of motivation I needed to get back into it. And it was wonderful. And, um, you know, and then people bringing their kids into it too. So, you know, parents and kids would create these squares together. So, yeah, I think it um, did bring about a beautiful connection. And it's so wonderful. Actually, the timing too, how it's ended up that we've completed it now as as we're all starting to come out of um, the most intense phases of the pandemic and hopefully come back together as a community and heal some of the kind of divisions and separations that have happened in the last couple of years. That's exactly what is happening now, isn't it? Yeah. But before we look at that a little bit deeper, Leslie, what was your involvement with the quilt? Um, I read about it in the uh, newspaper and um, somebody encouraged me to contribute a block because I, you know, do quilting. And uh, so I thought, yeah, let's do that. And um, yeah, I enjoyed making my little block. And I, I kept track of it on Facebook for a little while, and but then things sort of dropped off a little bit. Um, but um, I found out that I had to bring my block into um, Access Radio to hand it in. So I said to my husband, oh, why don't you come along with me? Because, you know, he's always saying about radio. He'd love to be on radio. And um, uh, when we got here, he started talking um, and... He's actually got a show now, so he's and he's he's just about doing his hundredth show. So good. So this was a bit about the origins of the community pro- project, and I have three of the quilters with me in the studio today. So the three of you have all worked separately on this uh, quilt. Uh, can you tell me a bit about how you um, came to be part of this project? How about starting with you, Ruth? Um, yes, well, I, I was part of a, um, a group of labourites who uh, were quite committed to the idea of having a community project like this. And so, uh, but I feel like a bit of a pretender, really, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, 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 an embroidery a, embroiderer, but um, it was more that uh, I just thought it was a cool idea. And um, I do tend to collect... Um, material and so it just it seemed to fit that um, I could use some of that stuff for something creative. Mm, that's a wonderful uh, notion. And what does your quilt patch look like if you would describe it to listeners? Yes, because the f- the first thing that one tends to think of with Taranaki, of course, is the moana. But um, I thought, well, what about doing something marine, a, a marine scene? And so I picked uh, an underground, uh, underwater scene of uh, of seaweeds and a fishing net with some little sparkly fish in, and because um, that's a very big part, of course, of Taranaki, which 
is usually invisible. Mm. No, it's absolutely beautiful. And Claire, what about uh, you? How did you get on board with this project? Well, I've always loved um, drawing art, creating movement, and the opportunity came that we could use our own idea, we could use painting or embroidery, just get a piece of fabric and create something on it. And I thought this would be fun. So I made about five, but it was right in the middle of COVID. And I thought this needs to be something. So I made a, um, I live under the mountain. So I had the Mount Taranaki and the Kauvai and the birds, the the, um, tuis. I have tuis in my garden. I also have rabbits and quails and all sorts of things. and, and the kovai, and, and I thought it would be quite nice. So I created this little movement. I call it movement because it was movement to me on fabric. Mm. And it was really lovely to be able to be part of the community project. Mm. And, and we weren't actually being judged and accepted. I felt that we were just doing it for our own purpose and to be, in, in, like, what's the word, enjoyed by the community. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And I love the fact that you call it movement because we are going to talk about it a bit more. But you have a background in dancing and I actually thought it was notes. But then looking closer, I realized it was the tui on a line. So they do look, yeah, Mm. very much like a movement. And Leslie, what about you? Uh, How did you come on board with this project? Um, an acquaintance of mine who knows that I like doing quilting because I show her quite a lot of the things that I've done. Um, she gets the daily paper and um, she drew my attention to this little piece that was um, about the community quilt and asking people if they'd like to contribute towards it. Mm. So um, I went home and um, made my little block which is um, about all of us being at home, my block has got the mountain and in front there's a little street of houses. Um, so yeah, mine's just an applique block. Mm. And um, I put a little butterfly in the corner just because I wanted to and then I showed it to somebody and she said, oh, did you know that the butterfly is a symbol of hope? And I thought, wow, mm. well that is really a coincidence <laughs> <laughs> because we all need hope in this sort of COVID Mm. Yes, and there's of course also the notion of chaos when the butterfly flutters its wings and the repercussions are felt on the other side of the world, (laughs) (laughs) kind of in physics. Uh, I love that. So you three have done very different work. And um, then, uh, yeah, here at Access Radio, we got some of these patches then and it was all assembled into a quilt. And yet uh, it has come together as a whole, hasn't it? Mm. So you've seen the quilt a few yes, times by yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. and it, I think it, quite, it really documents the sort of um, pandemic in a way, especially the first lockdown. Um, I love the block with the walkers, um, you know, people walking around the community, their blocks mm. with bears, showing the bears that were in the windows. Mm. Um, hearts for um, be kind and um, there was another one which I didn't notice until just recently it was about um, poppies and um, symbolising uh, Anzac Day which we didn't get to celebrate 
as a community we all had to stay at home and people put poppies up in their windows and st stood outside um, at dawn on Anzac mm. Day. Mm. Yeah, it was a very different, mm. wasn't it? Very it different was, ceremony. Mm. I stood on my garden wall and sang on Anzac Day and listened to the um, trumpet coming up from the valley. Oh, it was mm. beautiful. Mm. Something you never forget. Oh, it was very moving, mm. actually. Mm. And uh, so, are you all then um, experienced uh, quilters? Is that what you do for a hobby or a passion or a profession? No. <laughs> Says Ruth. <laughs> so, but this wasn't your first um, sewing project. No, I've dabbled in. I've done. I've sewn, you know, clothes, and I've. I've done various bits and pieces, but um, you know, this was just something that was presented and I thought, oh, well, that's a lovely idea. And, and I just think that it's symbolically a wonderful representation of what community is, you mm. know, and it's mm. variety and uh, um, it's just a celebration of what people can do when they come together on a, uh, with purpose. Mm. It is mm. a celebration, mm. yeah, you are right. What about you, Claire? Are you well, I certainly am I'm not. I don't join the quilting club or anything like that. But I've made lots of children's um, pram covers and cot covers and embroidering around the outside of the pictures and stuffing the insides to make it nice and, mm. and light. And, and I just love painting. My family, my aunts and uncles, they were singers or painters or um, things like that. And, and it just went through the family. Mm. And I just love... My sewing machine and my overlocker is permanently in the, in the radio room. Oh. <laughs> and at the moment I have gnomes and dwarfs <laughs> and all my paint tins and brushes on the kitchen bench ready to actually paint some dwarfs for somebody. Oh. So it's crazy, but it keeps me mm. keeps me in love yeah. with life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. If, I, if I had a bee body, I'd paint that too. Yeah. <laughs> And on that note, we will just take a break and come back and hear from uh, Leslie as well. But this is Lady Six, like water.
Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. You're listening to the Sugarloafing Artscast, and I'm your host, Michaela Nyman. We are grateful for the sponsorship of Govet Brewster Art Gallery and Len Life Center. And with me in the studio today, I have three quilters who all have uh, worked on the community quilt Taranaki Together Apart, which we are featuring in our art space throughout of January, together with 10 self-portraits by young graphic design students, who will, we will hear more from next week. Um, so we were just talking about uh, how much of a quilter you are or what your art fix is, and... Um, uh, have heard from Ruth and Claire. What about you, Leslie? Are you a quilter? Uh, yes, I am. Um, although it's something I came to more recently. I've always been I've always been doing needle arts, um, embroidery, knitting, crochet, sewing. Um, uh, but um, yeah, quil- the quilting bug bit about. 12 years ago and <laughs> it's become a passion <laughs> um, but uh, yeah it's something I really enjoy and it's uh, something creative and um, what I liked about being in the uh, community quilt was you could uh, just let your imagination mm. come up with something and um, yeah, I've been able to explore my creativity a bit more in quilting than uh, I ever did in some of my other things. Um, although uh, I love doing embroidery and I'm a member of the Embroiderers Guild. Um, and um, the Embroiderers Guild does also give you that opportunity to explore um, different things and um, widen your knowledge of embroidery. Uh, yeah, so it's mm. great. Can I just ask, uh, so the Embroiderers Guild uh, is an organization I haven't had so much to do with yet, but mm-hmm. I know that this year um, they joined hands with the um, Florist Art Association for the Floral Art Awards. And there was a wonderful exhibition in Fitzroy, uh, which was jointly by the mm-hmm. New Plymouth Floral Arts Association and the Embroiderers Guild uh, were you part of that? Yes, I um, contributed a small piece, which was just a. Uh, um, again, it was one of those um, 
projects we did where we said we'll just do couching and so we started with a blank piece of fabric and we were given some silks to sort of couch down onto the fabric and I came up mm. with a, a rose. Um, you have to explain to someone who's not into embroidery, what is couching? <laughs> um, couching is um, a, um, putting a piece of, um, it could be fabric or a, a piece of thread onto the top of fabric and then stitching it down onto the fabric. Mm. So it's not actually doing the stitches themselves, but it's applying mm. something to the fabric. So the, you get a raised image. Yes, mm. it's a raised thing. And I mean, I'm not an artist, um, so yeah, I was quite pleased with my rose. It, it just sort of came out <laughs> quite well. I, I think it was a wonderful, um, actually, combination to take the floral art uh, artists who are very, um, you know, into doing specific designs. I couldn't believe mm -hmm. how much went into it, and also collecting found things and found objects and then you know the embroiderers guild also looked at the floral aspect from a different lens yes we do well embroiderers tend to do quite a lot of embroidery using nature as an inspiration mm. but the more modern embroiderers um, they use found objects and they even go into the um, hardware stores and get oh things you know like nuts and bolts and whatever and um, Couch them. You're kidding them. me. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds more like my thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, but then uh, Claire, um, you embroidered yours, didn't you? The Kofi. That yes. is an embroidered yes, piece. Yes, yes. Mm. But you're not part of the Embroider Guild by any chance? No, no. I, well, of the years I've been teaching dance, I had no time for myself to do this creative things. I just Looked, you know, just taught children to dance, and that was my creativity. Because mm. I used to choreograph as well. Um, but I still just love doing those things. In the evenings, I can't do anything except sit down and either sew or knit. I'm, I'm a hopeless knitter, mind you. Um, or <laughs> stitch something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. But I definitely don't think you should use the word just when you're talking about your dancing, because I think you have taught half of New Plymouth to dance. Probably. <laughs> and was that just, um, what kind of dance did you teach? Well, I, I taught classical ballet, contemporary, um, jazz, tap, hip-hop, would you believe? Um, and also <laughs> then I also taught ballroom. For about two years I was um, with a friend, we did a ballroom school, mm. and that was good. I never taught Highland. Mm. Oh, fantastic. So you are both very much into both the contemporary and the classical and, you know, mm. very well versed. Very. Mm. And uh, Ruth, um, you said that you have dabbled in a lot of things, but I think we all would say that we dabble in things. Mm. But uh, what is um, your passion and love then in the arts? Well, I, you know, as a school child, I loved um, history of art and and did art, mm. and it was it was just a real interest of mine. I loved that creative process. Been involved with music and that over the years as well. And um, in in later years, I um, I sort of did some painting, and you know it just comes out in just what you do. But I'm I'm not distinguished in any of them at all. But oh. it's more that I just enjoy the process. 
I think yes. the enjoyment is the key part. Yes. But uh, looking at your work, though, for the quilt at least, uh, I would say that you all know what you're doing and you are all very unique in the way you express yourself as well. Well, I'm glad it was convincing. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll never forget doing school certificate. I wanted to draw Mount Egmont. I had never seen it. I had never been to New Plymouth, but that was part of my creative. I wanted to do Mount Egmont. So I did. And the day before it was judged for school certificate in those days, I flicked the paintbrush and drops of paint over it. I've still got the actual picture, which I would have done, painted, still at home, when I was 18. Wow. And that was the beginning of my love of painting, really. Mm. (laughs) So I take it that you passed with flying colours? (laughs) (laughs) No, not the first year. (laughs) I would admit that. I had to do a second year sixth. (laughs) I, I talked with a young young student at one of the high schools here who was told by her art teacher not at all long ago that that's not the way Mantaranaki looks but she lives in Stratford so she had painted it with two humps because she could see it and she said well from my window it does look like this you know (laughs) oh that's lovely so let us take a break and this time we are going to listen to Hamaruara by Mahara
Welcome back to Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. You're listening to the Sugar Loafing Arts Cast, and I'm your host, Michaela Nyman. We are grateful for the sponsorship of Covet Brewster Art Gallery and Len Lai Center for this show. And with me in the studio today, I have three quilters who have all worked on the community quilt, which we are featuring in our art space throughout of January, together with 10 self-portraits by young graphic design students. And the community quilt, uh, Taranaki Today Apart, is, uh, yeah, became a COVID project and, and kicked off in March 2020. And as we have heard from these quilters, there's a bit of a journey and almost like a diary of what was happening during that time uh, in this quilt. So come and check it out. It's in the Top Town Cinema Mall in our art space and you can see who has done which uh, patches of the quilt too. So can you tell me, did you actually submit more than one piece for this uh, quilt? We have talked about one of your pieces, but you said you had done five. I about five, yes. Mm. yes. And so are they all on the quilt? No, no, I only, only forwarded one. Mm. Mm. What about you? No, I needed one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, I did one yeah. as well. Mm. Have you done something else since then? Heaps. Heaps. <laughs> Tell us. So what was the question? Have you done more of a quilting embroidery type since then? Oh. Since this quilt patch? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I've finished a few quilts. Have you? And um, got a whole host of them still on the go. Um, <laughs> How long um, does it take for you to do well, a quilt? Well, it can take, um, it depends on the quilt. I mean, there was one quilt that I, I managed, <coughs> excuse me, to do in about two months, but Others take a year because you sometimes start it and then you lose lose your way because something else comes up mm-hmm. and put it aside and then you come back to it. Um, so, yes, it can take quite a while to get... I've got one quilt that I actually did during COVID because um, a lady was giving us um, um, instruction via um, the internet oh. and um, she'd do a different block um, every few days and we'd mm. sort of, it's called a quilt along and um, she's from Masterton so I was doing these blocks, I've still got all the blocks but I haven't made them up into oh, anything yet, yeah. it's, it's still yeah. on my back burner, it's something I've got to get around to, to put them all together into a quilt oh, I love that, that's wonderful, so quilt along, like a sing along but yeah, yeah. yeah quilt along <laughs> well, idea. it's useful to have prompts mm. sometimes, isn't it mm. Mm. And what about you, Claire? Have you? What is your art passion right now? You said that you were painting a lot at the moment. Yeah, I'm. I'm painting. Oh, we bought some um, from a garage sale, some old gnomes and things. I mean, I <laughs> hate gnomes in the garden, <laughs> but um, my friend wanted them, and they've gone a bit old, so I'm actually painting them all up. Mm. And um, yeah, and and I've bought all sorts of bits and pieces. That I, if it looks a bit down and and grubby looking then paint it all up and it looks brand new mm. so yeah. you are very much into the current trend of recycling and upcycling by the Absolutely. sounds of it and i do paint canvases as well mm. i've given a few away for christmas and that but do you, when i look at them that's the thing when i look at the painting i've done i enjoy doing it i love it just to create um an awareness of life and then when i finish it i don't like it so it's oh. one of those things that well, I feel the same about some of my quilts sometimes after a while because you sort of um, 
progress through the quilting and your taste changes as you go along. And sometimes you look at the older ones you've done, you think, oh, I don't like that one anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you do with your uh, art and your quilts then when uh, you're. Give them away. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I and threw a couple in the rubbish. Oh, but I'm, no. Over COVID, I made seven mm. coats, like jackets. Mm. So that was actually like quilting. Mm. It wasn't quilting, but it was yeah. still sewing and creating. Well, mm. I'm I'm very impressed that you make jackets. I mean, that sounds so incredibly useful as well. Mm. So where do you where do you um, where do you, the jackets go? They're Is, in my wardrobe. Oh, I have 65 jackets. In my no. House. So can we have an auction here? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds absolutely wonderful. I wish I could sew a jacket, but I chose woodwork. So there I go. <laughs> we have lots of cutting boards at home. <laughs> what about you, Ruth? Well, I actually had a wonderful experience at Hobbiton um, a a year or so ago. And I was so inspired by the idea of community of the Hobbits. And um, I recycled my chicken house and made a Hobbit hole in my garden. Oh, Oh. And so that's how I spent a lot of COVID time, just slowly over months building this this little house. How how Gorgeous. large is it? Well, it's about um, 800 millimetres high, mm. oh. or about a metre high, and um, it's got two little rooms in it, a little bedroom <laughs> and a little really? sort of living area and a chimney, and, and then a rabbits. garden around the front, oh. you know. Oh, and it was that. just a, I mean, my son looked at it, though the family came for Christmas last year. And he said, Mum, what did you do that for? <laughs> but it, it again, it was I was inspired by the community idea of that sh- those sharing simple people who were sort of incorruptible in many ways, you know, oh. and, um, through that story. And uh, so I just created it in my garden. Oh, fantastic! That's recycling again. Recycling. Yeah. <laughs> and has anyone moved in yet? Um, <laughs> No, but they they do leave sort of evidence of their presence. Oh, hanging wash washing hanging on the line and oh, every now and again smoke comes out that chimney. So. <laughs> I'm very intrigued. We have to make an excursion, I think. <laughs> so you would probably love to hang out with um, a group that I just recently talked to, the uh, uh, miniature enthusiasts. Oh, lovely. You know, they meet mm. uh, every two weeks and actually sit down and craft miniatures. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, it's a dangerous territory for someone <laughs> who likes small things. <laughs> I would love to do that. Mm. Yeah, well, that's cool. The mm. fantastic Maureen uh, Holmes Woods is um, the chair or convener for that group. So, mm. yeah. And they are looking for new members too. It's amazing what goes on in our community. Mm. Mm. Oh, so um, what's then uh, on the cards for uh, summer? What what do uh, arty, crafty people do over the summer? Do you all take a long break or no? No, no. <laughs> I don't know. If I took a break, I'd fall asleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I'll be creating something more and mm. something more. Mm. One thing I don't like doing is cooking, but other than that, 
any other sort of artist stuff like that. Mm. Do you teach uh, people how to sew clothes, Claire? No, I don't teach people. I never ever learnt. I taught myself to sew. Oh. Although I did have a wonderful mother-in-law that corrected me when it went wrong. Oh yeah. But um, <laughs> my mother didn't sew, and yeah, I started making like an apron at school. Oh. You do, mm-hmm. and now I make anything. And like what I love doing is creating a huge garment which might be XXL. I like the fabric. Recut the whole thing, turn it inside out, put it upside down, complete a new garment that fits somebody that's really small. No. Oh, that's so cool. Well, that's a wonderful skill. (laughs) That sounds just amazing. So we were talking uh, before we came into the studio a bit about uh, the whole current trend about mending and uh, recycling and uh, upskilling or upcycling. And it sounds just like such useful Mm -hmm. skills, you know, for the whole community. And Mm. not everyone... uh, um, who has just left high school is very good at those kind of skills. So how can we spread those in in our community? Where well, can you go and learn? We're doing that right now, mm. just about talking about it, aren't we? Mm. Well, yeah, to some extent. Mm. I was just asked by my uh, daughter to help her uh, resize a big T-shirt into a you know, one of these popular little boob tops. Mm. <laughs> and, and you know, I'm the wrong person to ask. But, yeah, I can do a rough job, but a jacket, no. Well, I think it's a lot of it's got to do with confidence. I don't mm. think about it. Um, I just see it and I think, right, away I go. But I don't stop and think, oh, I'm not sure whether that... Mm-mm. I just mm. do it. But and you wear your clothes too. Yes. Yeah. The, I didn't make this, but this was far too tight. It was only half the size of me. So I stripped sides. It's all different. Mm. Claire's showing her top, so, Mm. yeah, amazing. (laughs) All right, we will take a short break. And this time it's actually someone who, uh, as a bonus, it comes with a Taranaki video if you look it up uh, online. And it's Mikey Dan Time. Shall I've been trying to find the time to remind myself to tell you I love you. I'm always sorry, but I feel it's not enough. And look away to face the ugly and the truth. I made a promise to figure out when to make it and take you to any place that I go. I really want you to know that this isn't easy, but I know I'm coming back home. I wish that they knew that I was trying to buy time. I fought through the scars and nearly lost my mind. But I told myself, don't you give up. What if it's too far? But I figured, can't buy this time. Can't buy a thing. Can't buy the time I spent. I'm lost in the thought of you not next to me. Can't buy this time. Mm. Can't buy a thing Can't buy the time I spent I'm lost in the thought of you not next to me And maybe in another lifetime It gets so complicated Tangled in my thoughts when I'm down Think the devil wants my soul now But I'll be screaming back and running for my dreams And giving it all I got to let you know I'm trying harder every day to make tomorrow that more closer to you, yeah it's alright, it's okay, but tonight I'm away You know that I, I wish that they knew that I was trying to buy time I fought through the scars and nearly closed my mind But I told myself, don't you give up When it feels so far, but I figured You can't buy the sound Can't buy a thing Can't 
Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. You're listening to the Sugarloafing Arts Cast, and I'm your host, Michaela Nyman. We are grateful for the sponsorship of Govet Brewster Art Gallery and Len Lai Center for this show. And with me in the studio today, I have three quilters who have all worked on the community quilt which we are featuring in our art space throughout January. It's uh, Leslie Old, Ruth Fister, and Claire Patton. And uh, they're amazing women when it comes to being, uh, you know, accomplished at uh, all kinds of sewing and art. So I really sit here and feel just in awe <laughs> of what you are doing. Uh, so what what uh, is it that keeps you going? Because you all sound like you are learning a lot of new things. And I guess that's what keeps us all going, isn't it? Picking up new skills and... Mm. Or just adapting the skills you've got to something new. Because, mm. um, I mean, I've sewn for many, many years, but um, came to quilting, and I'm sort of like a self-taught quilter now because um, because I've had sewing skills, I didn't mm. find it all that difficult to move into quilting. Mm. And there's a lot of information um, in books and um, magazines uh, and online um, to give you ideas, to get you going, there's you know patterns, um, so you can make quilts exactly you know from a pattern, or you can take a pattern, decide to go a bit of a different way. Uh, yeah. Which one do you prefer? Do you are you one of um, th- those people who buy like uh, uh, already matched patches, or do you? Source no. fabric and make it up. No, I love scrap quilting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I buy quilters. I buy fabric as I go along. And it's actually one of my favourite holiday things. If I go on holiday, I've got to find a quilting shop and go and buy some fabric and mm. bring it home with me. And um, oh, it might lie around for a while, but um, somewhere along the line, I'll come up with an idea for a quilt and you know go to my stash, as we call it, and uh, draw all the fabrics out that sort of go with the idea and the sort of um, colours that I want to use and um, go from there. Mm, lovely. Yeah. And what about uh, you? Are you, you a collector of uh, art things or do you go to art shops and buy the stuff you need when no, you need I, it? I'm a collector of fabric. Um, I came across a second-hand shop that was actually closing down and they had eight great big banana boxes full of fabrics. Oh my goodness. Pieces of curtain fabrics. And I thought, oh, I wonder what that piece is or that piece is. And he said, you can have the lot for $40 if you like. Right, done. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've made trousers, jackets, curtains, bags. I made 28 bags that went to the hospice so that people could buy things and get put in a bag. 
Oh. And that, w- that was fun to do that because they're so easy to do. Mm. Well, that's an excellent idea. Mm. I saw in Wellington they had what they called boomerang bags. So mm. that you just took a, a fabric bag and then you could leave it next time somewhere yes. else. So it's like paying it forward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they might, might have done that with these. Yeah, wonderful. Sure that. Mm. Yeah. There was, um, I belong to Lions and there's a small group of, of ladies that wanted using the sewing machines. And I said, well, let's come together. So we had a cup of tea one day, it took about four or five hours and we made all these bags. It ended up by being about 32 bags. Oh, wow. Mm. Well, that's such a lovely idea. And then you got uh, the um, bonus of uh, having a nice company as well while True. you were doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. What and about you, Ruth? Are you uh, a collector of things too, materials? and? Yes, I have got quite a lot of fabric, but I, I, I just use it for random things. Like when I was doing this little hobbit house, I was able to use some of those pieces for the bedding of the little of the, the little hobbit bed and curtaining and you know mm-hmm. stuff like that so and one can use it for collages and of course for this particular quilt but um, as far as learning is concerned I mean there's just so much possibility when you look around isn't there and, mm. you know I spend a lot of time in my garden and uh, and then going to the festival and seeing what these marvellous people in our province are doing in their gardens um, you know it always gives you fresh mm. insight and new mm. ideas so um, I guess one does that with with everything and, and then looking at works of art for example they they just fill you with wonder and, mm. and you don't forget those things as you're creating your own bits mm. and pieces. And so you went to, to both the garden uh, festival and uh, did you also go to sustainable backyards? I didn't do sustainable backyards this year but I usually do every year mm. and, and so I've learned a lot from these marvellous people who are doing, you know, growing these wonderful food gardens and uh, talking about upcycling, you know, there's so much that one can do in your garden without, you know, um, getting stuff top dollar. You can just, uh, re- I mean, I, I found a um, little ladder that was used for a deck bed um, at the hospice recently and I've used that to create a bit of a um, stand to grow my my squash and cucumbers mm-hmm. over and stuff like that. So there's so much one can do in the garden just by recycling. Mm. Mm. I, th- I think we need to go and visit Ruth's garden. I do. I'd okay. love to see the Please Hobbit don't. House. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so all prickly. <laughs> Very quirky. <laughs> okay, we are going to listen to one last song, and here is... Uh, Fire by my moa.
Welcome back to Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. You're listening to the Sugarloafing Arts Cast, and I'm your host, Michaela Nyman. We are grateful for the sponsorship by Govet Brewster Art Gallery and Land Life Center for this show. And uh, we have been having a lovely um, talk here about uh, quilting and art and uh, gardening and all kinds of upcycling and recycling and reinvention of things found. Uh, Leslie Alt, Ruth uh, Fister and Claire Patton are um, three of the quilters that are featured on this community quilt, Tarnaki Together Apart, which we are featuring here in our art space throughout January. So swing by in the Top Town Mall and have a look at all the gorgeous quilts or quilt patches that people have made. And um, we are going to round up, but what's uh, on the cards for you next year? Is there anything exciting in the art and craft space coming up? I have yet to find out. Oh, <laughs> but you're giving yourself permission to find yes, out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's lovely. Oh, at the Embroiderers Guild, we always have a program um, for the next year, so um, we're going to be doing... Um, several different things. We explore different um, techniques in embroidery and um, do some of the traditional stuff. Uh, so yeah, we've, we've got some things mapped out for us already. <laughs> and if anyone is interested in checking out what you do, um, do you welcome new people into your space? Oh yeah, of course we do. We um, meet on Wednesday nights at the um, Disabled Citizens um, rooms at uh, Hind Street and um, they also have a th- there's also a Thursday every second Thursday morning there's a meeting where people come together to stitch um, so yeah we, um, we we'd love to see some new members and um, I guess the easiest way to get in touch is um, if you look online um, just go New Plymouth Embroiderers Guild and um, I'm sure you'll find some contact details there. Mm. Mm, Fantastic. And what about you Claire? Well I often wonder what happens to the quilts when you've done them. Do they, do they, because people don't use quilts much these days I just wonder. They're mostly decorative now or um, well a lot of people make cot quilts and crib quilts. um, I love doing that yes. um, I don't make the huge bed size quilts because I don't have anywhere to keep them but I make uh, table toppers um, so you can make a small quilt for a table, um, wall hangings um, Mm. and Great to do. I should join the yeah. Quilters Guild as well. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I've also. Get table. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, though, um, my um, uh, boys, they are, have just turned 15, but they uh, got a quilt, a large quilt for the beds with fleece on the backside oh. from their nana when they were not very old. I think maybe five or six, so you know, and and they still use them to rug up when mo- watching movies and things. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Mm. yeah I've got um, sort of lap size quilts which we use in the lounge. Um, we've got a cat that absolutely loves sitting on our laps, and as soon as the quilt goes over your lap, the cat will hop up, and <laughs> oh, it's, it's actually a, a good way of keeping the cat from um, sort of falling through. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. Well, it has uh, been a pleasure talking uh, to the three of you, and um, 
Yeah, go forth and conquer with your awesomeness. And uh, <laughs> I wish you a really, really good summer. And here's to hoping 2023 brings a lot of joy and happiness and more art and craft. Thank you. Thank you. Well done, I'm sure. Thank you for asking us to come in to join this little group. Yeah, Mm. lovely. Okay, thank you. Thank Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Sugarloafing Arts Cast on 104.4 FM. My name is Michaela Nyman, and you can contact me with feedback and ideas for shows at Access Radio Taranaki or email me on community at accessradiotaranaki.com You can check out the artists, guests and their fabulous work on our Sugarloafing Facebook page and Instagram. To listen to previous episodes of the show, go to accessradiotaranaki.com and search us up under current shows. The Sugarloafing Artscast was made possible with the support of Govet Brewster Art Gallery and the Len Lai Centre. Until next week. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com.